Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So glad you're joining us on Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. So riffing on the word empowerment for 2020, and who doesn't want that? I'm raising my hand. I want empowerment. I'm still working on empowerment. Probably will the rest of my life. So the second letter in the word empowerment is M, and I chose M to stand for movement or transformation because you have to move whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, you have to move yourself forward into transformation. So the next few weeks is going to be about movement. And don't forget to move yourself to hashtag like, write a review for Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, do do whatever it is to promote the work that we're doing and help us move out into the world. And now here's the show for today. So... I have yet another empowering story of, well, I'm going to say courage. I'm going to say enlightening adventure, fun, and stepping into uncharted territory within self and then on the planet. And this empowering story is with my friend, Carrie Brown. So Carrie, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to, to be talking with you about this adventure. Yeah, so, uh, so I want to share with everybody, and then I want you to, to say why. My friend Carrie Brown, um, I've known, oh my God, buku years, probably. Oh, holy moly. Oh, probably 20. 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and Carrie's a hiker. And when I met her, I was able to keep up with her if she slowed down enough. And it was because we would hike around the different trails around our kids' uh, elementary school and talking and all this stuff. Well, come to find out, Carrie's actual love is being in nature and backpacking. And um, when we would go for hikes when our kids were little, Carrie wanted to climb the mountain or the rock or the, you know, or go down into the dark, stuff of whatever trail and uh so we started saying we were going on a scary 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 hike yes (laughs) (laughs) and you know and the kids would love it if Uh you know um except for that time where we were walked into an infestation of mosquitoes but that's Mm -hmm. another story (laughs) but because of that what my dear friend is embarking on this year is empowering to me, scary to me, but she is going to be leaving her job of how many years there, Carrie? Uh, It'll be 16 this this 16 years. Mm -hmm. She is kind of relinquishing or putting into storage her life. Mm -hmm. And she is going to walk a section of the Pacific Rim Trail. It's uh, the whole Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, Crest Trail. Yeah, so it's 2,661 miles that I'll be doing. 
So it won't be a section, it's the full thing. You're going to do, okay, so she's going from April until October sometime, depending on snow and right. things like that. And, and I'm going to have her share the why she's doing this, because again, okay, so what, what did I say? Empowering, scary, and a little bit crazy, Carrie. Yes. A little bit, a little yes. bit. It but, goes with, with my scary, Carrie, you know, yeah. genre. Yeah, exactly. So share with everybody what led you to this decision, the why about it, Mm -hmm. if you would. Mm -hmm. Well, so I've been hiking since I was 18. I've pretty much hiked almost all of the Sierra. I've hiked the Wonderland Trail, the John Muir Trail. I've hiked in Canada. So I've done a lot of backpacking. The mountains, you know, there's a, a saying by John Muir, the mountains are calling and I must go. Mm. And so the mountains have always been very rejuvenating for me. I've always felt at home in the mountains, on the trail, even locally, you know, when I go up on these like Fryman or Runyon and the PCT has always been a bucket list trail for me. And I mean, I've really spent my summers and and when I was younger my winters in the mountains and it's a place that I get my strength it's a place which brings me peace mm-hmm. um you know it's a place where I learned that I can do it speak um, a little bit more about that How- that I can do it okay <laughs> so um about six years ago when I was doing the John Muir trail, um, I was doing that with my boyfriend and about 10 days of 26 days on the trail, he had to leave because he had hurt his back. And at that point I had to decide if I was going to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary because I heard my mother saying, you can't do this by yourself. You, someone will kill you or a bear will eat you. Or so I had this whole litany of things. My mom, hearing my mom, and so, but I decided, okay, I'm going to just do this. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to jump into this with faith that I'm going to be fine. And I totally was. And I didn't get lost. Um, there were enough people on the trail that, you know, we sort of leapfrogged each other. So we became a little family. And it was amazing. It was simply amazing to, to be by myself and resilient and rely on myself. Um, nighttime was a little scary. I do have to say that I heard every sound. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I would say that that was, it's taken me several years to become comfortable mm-hmm. at night, mm-hmm. um, and sleep soundly. So last year I did 26, I did a 26 day loop. And that was where I really fell into my power as a strong individual. I relied really, and it might sound a little weird, but I relied on my faith. Mm-hmm. So I would, and I had gone off trails, on unmarked trails, on trails that um, were no longer maintained. Uh-huh. And I had to, and it, because it was such a big snow year, a lot of the trail was covered either in brush and foliage or snow. So I had to rely on my maps and my intuition to go the right way and not get lost 
Oh my God. I'm okay. I'm your mother. I'm your mother. (laughs) I I have these things in my head. I'm your mother. I, 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 years ago, I went on a backpacking trip with my Mm ex-husband. It was fun until we tried to come off the mountain and he wanted to do a shortcut straight down. And I'm like, look at the map, look at the map. And I had a meltdown. So (laughs) you are very brave, my friend. So go on, finish about the 26 mile loop or 600,000 mile loop. It was a 26 day, um, but I, um, but what I realized is that when I called upon my power, so, and I would say to myself, you know, I know my angels are around me. I know my guides are with me. You need to show me where to go because I'd start to panic and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know where I'm going. Oh my God, where's the trail? Oh my God, you know, and I would stop and I would take a breath in and I go, I know my guides are going to show me where I need to go. And I would just stop and I would just look, I would scan the horizon and sure enough, I would find the trail. Wow. I mean, it may be several miles ahead, but I could see it. Yeah. And I I realized at that point that, that I was powerful that I was, I, I could rely on myself. Yes. That I didn't need to have people around me, although it's nice, but that I could do this on my own. And then that was at that time when I realized, you know what, I'm doing the PCT because I know I'm, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to ask you because um, I, up until that point, mm-hmm. you know, the first part of your life, until that realization that you could rely on yourself. Had you ever felt like you could rely on yourself that strongly before? No, absolutely not. So -hmm. this was like a, like a, uh, it sounds like it was like a spiritual journey for you to do this 26 day thing. Well, after, especially after you'd done the other one by yourself, Mm -hmm. um, that it began to grow your, uh, your self-reliance, your self-responsibility my more confidence, than it, yeah. your confidence, mm-hmm. more than it ever, anything else you had ever done. Absolutely. You know, every year I would go by myself from that John Muir point up mm-hmm. until last, last summer. And every year I would gain a little more confidence, a little more like reassurance that, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so last summer it was like, you know, I don't need to get permission from anybody to do this. I don't need to get permission to quit my job, to hike for 2,600 miles and then figure out my life. I mean, isn't that what society tells us is constantly like, why would you quit a perfectly great job? You make a lot of money. You have all this stuff, you, you know, and, and I just realized that wasn't what was important to me anymore. Yes. That finding this, this place of peace, this, this fitting into nature was way more important to me than being comfortable in a job that I've been doing, which I could do for another 20 years. Absolutely. In a home, in a city that I love, that I grew up in, you know, yes, I could do that. But there's something inside me that is more powerful than that, that comfort. Mm-hmm. that's saying, you know what, you need to get uncomfortable, girl. It's time mm-hmm. for you to 
move. And I don't mean just physically. I mean, like, you got to move your consciousness. You got to move your body. You've got to move your mind from where you've been stagnant. And I've been stagnant. Yeah. So, and having known you, uh, you know, you've grown so much over the years that we've known each other, as have I. I mean, both of us have, you know, kind of parallel journeys from a lot of it. And, um, and what, as you're talking, Carrie, what I'm hearing is that being out on the trail not only brought you peace, but brought you into a new relationship with yourself, a new alignment with, uh, with source energy, you know, with your higher power so that, uh, well, I know for me, and I'm not hiking a big honking trail, Carrie Brown, I'm not doing it, but I know for me that um, coming into alignment with self, the higher self and the self within, it, it opens up doors and avenues that we can't see. And it, ha- and it does mean letting go of what we know, letting go of what we're used to, letting go of what was, right? So that we can move forward in our lives in, in ways that are more um, incredible and more miraculous and empowering. Um, you know, this is a big step for you. And we were talking before we started recording and I said, you know, you said, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm excited to do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that to me, you know, being excited more than fearful and you've worked toward this over the last several years Mm -hmm. to come to this point. Right. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, Susan, that you have always been a great inspiration for me. You know, we know my spiritual practice blossomed because of watching you and especially going through your ministerial program and watching you graduate and but just watching you have such faith in knowing what you want and doing it. And and I have known you for so long and I've I'm always marveling at how how you just know, like you just do it. You just, you know, the confidence that you come out with, you know, that I see as your friend has always inspired me, you know, and I'm always awestruck by just what a powerful woman you are and watching you develop into this amazing woman. And with this, what you're doing, you know, has always been very inspirational for me. And that has also given me the ability to say, if Susan can do it, I can absolutely do it. Absolutely. And and it's your faith that is your strongest suit. And I realized that I, if I really want to do what my heart's purpose is, I have to do it in faith. And that, and, and to me, my, the faith comes from taking time to connect, you know, and, and I would imagine when you're out on a trail, you're in connection all the time, you know, I mean, you're, especially if there's nobody there, but you and the trees and the animals and the birds, there's just this huge, deeper connection that, um, people in society and in the rushing to doness of life, doingness of life we disconnect, we, you know, we, um, we don't listen. 
So while you're on the trail, you're, you've got an You've got an app that um, is called polarsteps.com that I'm going to get on my phone uh -huh. because um, I can at least see, all right, I can at least see that you're still alive and walking. Right, right. <laughs> but, and pictures. And, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell people, explain people to people that um, are ignorant like I am about how you, how you do a 2,600 mile track you're not just out on the trail for a, the entire time. No, no, no you're not no. hunting bear and no, fishing and fish. Yeah. No, and also that I practice a vegan diet mm. makes it a little more challenging. Again, my yeah. mother brain is going off, but that's okay. Right, right. You're like, oh my god, no protein. Um, so you typically you don't want to carry more than five days of food. Um, because food is really heavy and you really want to have your pack as light as possible. I mean, back in the day, I used to carry 55 pounds on my back oh for, my for several weeks. Crazy, crazy girl. Yes. So now with food and water, my pack maybe weighs hmm, 22 to 25 pounds. So you really don't want to carry a lot of weight in food. So I will pop off the trail probably every five days to resupply either if it has a grocery store, you know, and okay, your mom bell's going to go off, but you hitchhike into town. Oh, so some, I know, I know, I know. And she's some, a pretty lady, everybody. She's a beautiful lady. Thank you. But you hitchhike into town and then you hitchhike from town out. But what's so nice is that these towns, because they're on the PCT or near the PCT, they're used to hikers. So there are a lot of what they call trail angels that will give you lifts. You can take a shower and wash your laundry at their house. Oh my God, that's and great. There's every day from March 1st to May 31st, there are 50 people starting at Campo, California, which is you can touch the wall of Mexico, California. So there's 50 people a day starting. So I am certainly not going to be alone. Oh my gosh, um, I have chills as you're saying that, Carrie. That's a lot of people. Oh, there's uh, easily five to 6,000 people who do this. Oh, wow. A year. Yeah. Wow. Since so, wild. Wild so sort of did it. <laughs> I, I want to, yeah. So that inspired everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so when I backpacked, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, the first time we went backpacking, we didn't know we were going to. We were in Yosemite and there was a, one of the big fires. And so we were just kind of trying to get above the ash. Um, so I had a, a, my little, um, college backpack mm -hmm. and, um, I insisted that I needed to bring two bottles of wine up the switchbacks <laughs> as well as my course in miracles text. And those, That's that heavy. text is heavy and thick. And here I am trudging and people are looking at me and I'm like, I was dying. I was I dying. I was I never so grateful to get to the top as dusk was setting so I could have my wine mm -hmm. and I made my husband at the time build a fire because it it dark had been setting in and we were freezing because we had broken a sweat on the trip up you know yeah but <laughs> yeah I thought I'd be sitting on a rock in a beautiful area reading the Course in Miracles and meditating and uh -huh. that was stupid stuff <laughs> 
anyway. <laughs> don't recommend it. Do what Carrie's doing. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to bring books no. and bottles of wine for sure. Be consciously aware. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I mean, the trail is dirty, so you get dirty and stinky, and you don't shower for. You know, it could be up to ten days before you wash your laundry and do take a shower. So, I mean, there's a lot of challenges that that being a city person, you got to let go of. Mm-hmm. Like you got to let go of the fact that you smell. Right. And your <laughs> hair is matted that, you know, you're dirty. You're, but it's, it's kind of funny. You just get really used to it. There's something very freeing and liberating about living, being on the trail for six months, you know. Six months. Well, so one of the things you shared with me when we had lunch a little while back is um, you're starting in April Mm -hmm. and there might be sections you get to that the snow, if there's snow, snow. hasn't melted. And you said, yeah, you have your, I don't know, capons and ice pick. I'm like, what? Again, my mom bells were going off. What, what, what? Yeah. So I can climb up the mountain. And so I don't fall. Oh my God. I just, oh my goodness. Carrie Brown. (laughs) Yeah. Ice axe. Um, last year, because the Sierra had such a huge snow year, uh, people had to use ice axes and crampons to get up and over the passes. Oh, cramp. Say it again. What is it? Crampon. Crampon. Okay. Not capon. No, not a cat's a bird or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something you eat if you're not vegan. Right. Uh, yeah. So you had to practice with those things, right? I did last year. Um, I there's not a lot of snow right now, so I my I'm not anticipating a lot of ice axe crampon use. Mm-hmm. Probably microspikes, which are smaller than crampons, possibly in the Sierra. Um, so if I do, if we do get a lot of snow, I will buy an ice axe, I will have crampons, and then I will practice before we head into the major part of the Sierra. So there's enough time to practice and, and hopefully enough people around me who know what they're doing. (laughs) Hey, that's wrong. You know, or did you think of this? Because I did take a class last year. Um, so I have some memory of it, Mm -hmm. but I think getting out there and just doing it over and over and over till you feel really comfortable is Mm -hmm. the most important thing, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, with any, the Mm -hmm. more you do it, the more, the more practice you have, the better you are, you know, so. So For, for people that are listening and are feeling inspired to maybe, um, walk the Pacific Crest Trail, what are three things you would suggest they do in preparation for that? Well, if they've never done any backpacking, uh-huh. I would say um, there's a couple things. The Sierra Club is amazing. Yeah. Um, when I stopped backpacking when I had kiddos, uh, I went like 14 years between backpacking. And so when I started back up again, I started with the Sierra Club because you have a leader, you can do beginner trips, middle trips, women's trips, um, big trips, little trips. I mean, all over the country, all over the world. I mean, I went to Italy and I did a trek for 12 days with the Sierra Club. So I would highly suggest the Sierra Club um, because they really, they're not that expensive. They're super knowledgeable and they go everywhere. I mean, absolutely everywhere. 
And they'll uh, teach you what you need to put in your, in your pack and, and the beginners. Yes. Yeah. They'll teach you that. They'll teach you how to use a compass, how to use a map. Oh, that uh, would be awesome. Yeah. And then they have another thing called wilderness training class, I think mm-hmm. a course, which is part of the Sierra club. And it's all over, I know at least California. So I took that. It's a 12 week course that met on Mondays for three hours in the evening and they went through absolutely everything, what oh, to buy, wow. how to pack. And then we did trips. We did a one-day trip, two-day trip, and a three-day snowshoe trip, which was a blast. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and that was, um, although it was a bit uh, beginner for me, because I had been doing so much backpacking, it was still a good refresher. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend that for anybody who wants to get involved in any sort of overnight backpacking mm-hmm. trips. And your boys now go with you. They go on scary carry hikes with you. They go scary carry hikes, but they don't, they, I've never had them do an overnight. Oh. Um, no, cause they're working and they're in school and it's always, you know, they always have something going on. So uh, I did try to talk them into doing this trip with me, <laughs> but you know, they're like, no, I got to work, you know, and, and I get it, you know, they, they can't do it, but. I would love for them to do some sort of overnight with me. That would be well. Great. Who knows? Maybe they'll pick you up at one part of the trail and drop in for a little bit. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They did, they did talk about maybe resupplying me up near Mammoth, so we'll see. Uh huh. Yay! Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So um, you're going from April to tentatively October, just depending on. Uh, how fast you move in snow and yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah and your intention is to do the full uh 2600 miles yes that is my intention that's a high intention it is and and it's just a day-by-day thing you know it's like like anything if you take it in its full 2661 miles so i'm only gonna have my goal five days each resupply so, so my that's first, the five day or yes, correct. So I'm not going to look at the whole trail because it's going to end up becoming overwhelming. And I yeah. think that's anything in life. You know, if we look at things as a huge hot dog versus like you know like a little hors d'oeuvre, it's going to be it's going to be overwhelming. So I think just one resupply at a time. You know, that's, a, that's such a good point you just made is, I, and I think a majority of us, I know I do this. I'm like, I come up with these big visions and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I get into it and I, you know, you tire yourself out or there's distractions or it's almost like what you were talking about when you did that 26 day thing of where's the trail, where's the trail, where's the trail, you know, and to break it into small chunks that are digestible, that you know, that you're able to do, it sounds like it's going to be a process of reevaluation every, mm-hmm. every few days, which now that's a spiritual practice, isn't it? If we could yeah. sit down with ourselves and reevaluate every, every month or every few months of who am I now and where am I, then we can track our, um, our inner personal growth. We can track our transformation, our, our movement from what was to what is to what we are envisioning for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, Sue. I never, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> well, yeah, it's part of it's part yeah. of 
I mean, it's part of your spiritual practice, right? Yes. Um, and so then this polarsteps.com that I'm going to be on, you were saying you're going to um, upload pictures that you're taking. And when you get, when you come off the trail and get to a Wi-Fi, it'll load in so we can all see where you've been and where you're going. Yeah. It's, what's cool is that um, I think I have my, my phone because I have to bring my telephone. It has GPS in it. Um, so I bring it and it actually tracks me. And so if I take a picture, it knows, it locates where that picture is. And then you, my mom, my boyfriend, people can see it and know, oh, oh my God, look at that waterfall or look at those people she's hanging with, you know, or so then you guys can kind of share the journey with me um, oh, instantaneously. So yeah. And it's, uh, it seems like a really cool app. I hope it works. <laughs> um, but, and then I have, I have a satellite, I have a like a, a beacon, it's called InReach. You have a satellite, can, and what is yeah. it? It's called InReach, uh -huh. and it clips to my backpack. So if I, so it's supposed to track me, like someone's supposed to track my, you know, my trail, but it eats so much battery that I'm going to just turn it on and off. So in the morning, I'll turn it on and say, okay, I'm starting. And at night, I'll turn it on and say, okay, I'm stopping. But let's say I fell, uh -huh. I can hit an SOS button and I can get search and rescue okay, to come great. and get me. Okay, so, again, my mom brain is calming down. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that in reach thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so Carrie Brown, my dear, lovely, wonderful friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> say it again. What you're, I'm crying. This is... <laughs> What the quote that you said at the beginning of the show that John Muir said, Oh, the mountains are calling and I must go and I must go. So with that, Carrie Brown, I bless you. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just going to close mm -hmm. this show with how much I love you. I love you too. You've been such an inspiration, Miss Inspiration. <laughs> well, you're coming back life. to tell me that to my face. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to end today with, and so it is, and namaste. So it is. Namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanborrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.